listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. She persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed in there for him and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. Verse 11, and it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shumanite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said, and he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I now do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell amongst my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord. Man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son. And when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her, and the child grew, and now it happened that one day he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, My head, my head. So he said to a servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knee till noon. And then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he, the husband, said, Why are you going to seek the man of God today? It's neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, It is well. Remember that. It is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, that's the Shunammite woman. Please run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. 
Verse 27, now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet and Gehazi the servant came near to push her away. But Elisha said, let her alone for her soul is in deep distress and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand. Be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So, she arose and fo- so he arose and followed her. Now Gehazi went ahead of them and he laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet Elisha and he told him, saying, The child has not awakened. Then Elisha came into the house where the child was lying dead on his bed. And he went therefore and shut the door behind the two of them and he prayed to the Lord. And he went up and laid on the child and he's put his mouth on the child, his eyes on the child, his hands on the hands And he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house, and he again went up and stretched himself out on him. And then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi, and he said, Call the Shunammite woman. So he called her, and when she had came into him, he said, Pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. And then she picked up her son and went out. Neat little story tonight. And and I don't want to take up time tonight because I want to give you the opportunity to share. But this morning as I was reading this, I thought what an incredible testimony that she had. Her husband didn't know that their son was dead. He was still in the field. She sent a servant out and said, can you... Or can, you, can I take a servant? Can I take a donkey? And he said, what's the problem? I mean, it's not the Sabbath. Why are you going after the priest or the man of God? And what did she say? It is well. What an incredible testimony. Her son was dead. But what did she say? It is well. So many times in our lives we look at the circumstances and situations and what do we say? I've lost my job. I can't make it. There's no hope. There's cancer in my body. All these things. But what's the report that we should believe? All is well. And as she went to the prophet, to the man of God, he asks three distinct questions. Is it well with your husband? Is it well with you? And what does he say? Is it well with your child? Again, the opportunity presented itself for her to say, no, my child's dead. What's the deal? But what did she say? All is well. Think about that. All is well. Is well. Now it's not just it is well, but everything's well. And what a challenge, I believe, for every one of us. And as we read the rest of the story, God healed that son and brought him back to life, didn't heal him, resurrected him and brought him back to life. An incredible miracle. But you know, I think so many times we wait for everything to fall completely in place before we give God the glory. And I'm not asking people to stand up here tonight and lie, we're not asking you to do that. We're asking people to give a report to the fact that all is well with God. That God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond our wildest dreams. And I really believe on Sunday, even though people maybe didn't get that miracle right there, they left here saying all is well. They left with a new confidence. They left with a new peace. They left with a new expectancy in their spirit. New faith, just to really trust God. 
And I just want to challenge you and encourage you, however way you want to put it. And that is this. You know, sometimes the miracles and the healings of God are a process that takes place. But throughout the process, come on, all is well. Because God is in control. And whatever we do, wherever we're at, let's make sure that we give all the glory and the honor to God. So now it's your turn. Who's going to go first? Come on. I don't think I should have to beg anyone tonight. And come on, Victoria. Can you stand or can you sit? Or can, okay, yeah. Okay, well, um, I came to church. It was Sunday. It was Miracle Sunday. Okay, so I came looking for mine. I got mine Sunday evening when I went home. <laughs> I got back Sunday evening from church. Was, I was just sitting around, so I decided to call my niece. And she, I called her. I know y'all might get tired of hearing the story about me and my niece. That's my baby there. My niece, my little niece, okay. So I, I called. She said, Auntie Vicky. I had sent them pictures of me when I, of the new dress they had brought me. So they said how the good I look. And she said, Auntie Vicky, guess what? My mama's, me and my mama been talking. You won't stay. You would not be standing in that nursing home not another year. So we bringing you home. We going to look. My sister lives up in Urbanville. Okay. Now, she said, now, if she was straight, I would have never been in a nursing home this long. So I don't know. It's going on for her now. So she said she going to move back to Baton Rouge. And they're going to bring me home with them now. It's the thing is, not that my sister don't love me, but I wasn't lovable a few years ago. <laughs> I was a real bad girl. I was out there really bad. So, and it's wonderful to know that they want me home with them. They want me home. They say they come in to get, they say, get everything, get all your paperwork straight. Okay, and then Monday, I get, my ma- I get mail Monday. Now, I go to school to get my GD, right? So I use this transportation called Cats on Demand. You get three times to miss your ride, and they put you on a two-week suspension. I, I didn't have my three hours. I got, and I'm looking for this letter to tell me that I'm be out of a ride for two weeks. This letter comes and tells me you got three chances. <laughs> you got three. You got less than three. That means they they didn't suspend me. Come on. Come on. I had made, but I made my reservation anyway, just knowing it was gonna be okay. And that letter came saying I'm good. So I got me when I got in. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. All is well. It is well. Ty, come on up here, man. Where do I start? Um, I work in industrial construction, and it's a very oil business and everything. The job I was on, the, the job I was on was fixing the end. It was coming to an end. And it's usually when I go on a job, I'm working myself out of a job. I had about less than two weeks left. One, it's been about two weeks now. I got a call from somebody. I didn't know it's now my new boss, but out of the blue, he just called, had gotten my name and number from another guy. Make a long story short, a five and a half dollar raise, okay, with the potential to be in more. Actually, Monday, we're doing a, I have a, Two-month turnaround. It's going to be seven twelves. Um, they signed a. We had to sign a paper for another two-dollar raise. So that's uh, in roundabout figures about half a year's salary for me in two months. Um, that is also encouraging. Is that was one of the things on my list for the rewards for the fast. So I had three things down written down. Two of them have come, and I'm not going to give up. So that's just 
there's there's a bunch of others, but that's just in short. So. Evening. Okay. Um, I was actually thinking, I got the email yesterday off Pastor P just basically about testimony, and I was trying to think over the last three weeks as to some event that's basically happened. And um, there's been things I've been specifically praying about um, as much as anything, just basically what God's got planned for me with this church and uh, over the coming year. But I thought at the time, while I was reading the mail, I actually thought, well, there's nothing no one particular event that I can actually relay as a testimony. And then I kind of came to the realisation that the fact that I'm actually sat at my desk in my office, in my house in Baton Rouge in America is itself uh, a miracle. And um, another part of the email, as uh, Pastor P's already alluded to, is about the man that didn't say thank you. So I feel kind of duty-bound to stand up here right now and just thank God for completely transforming my life four years ago. And uh, four years ago, I was in England, very sad, very lonely, in a very dark place, and basically in bondage, drink, pornography, um, you name it, I was basically bound to it, and uh, I'd never known the Lord. And um, he led me then to meeting my wife online, and she in turn led me to Christ 24 days later, and my life was completely transformed, and all those bondages are now broken. And um, I'm just so eternally grateful, obviously, to him for that. But the important thing that I have said to people in the past that I want to just stress to everybody is that, that it's obviously we all have our own lives. That story is my story, and it sounds very dramatic, and traveling 5,000 miles and marrying this woman who's just a wonder. And, you know, being saved and getting planted in a phenomenal church and now being moved to this even more phenomenal church, but just because it's a dramatic story it doesn't make it any more important or any better or any more of a miracle than each and every one of you that's had a life saved. The only difference really, I believe, is that I spent the first 40 years of my life not knowing him. I'm not talking about kind of knowing him, growing up in a Baptist church, this, I did not know him, period. And now, on that day, just 24th of February, in 2008, my life was absolutely turned around. So, all is well, and thank you, Lord. Um, I don't even think I told my husband this. I get our energy bill emailed to us, and um, when I opened it up, it said that our original bill was $190, but it said balance due 48 They had given us almost whatever $150 worth of credits don't know why but anyways but that's not I was we were praying doing the fast well I was for something that only God can do and he hasn't come it hasn't come through yet but he you know really challenged me over the weekend for something that I need to do and I know once it's I complete what he asked me to do I know what I've been really praying for that he's going to come through. So, Well, I did not get Pastor P's email. Otherwise, I would have prepared for the testimony this evening. Um, I had two amazing things that happened to me during the fast, actually three. Um, I've been on the brink of taking that next step forward with Christ and completely surrendering for many years now. 
Uh, it was right there. I could see it. I could almost touch it, but I had a problem with actually losing control of something. And God broke all of those, uh, anything that was holding me back. And uh, there's a newfound relationship with Christ that I've never had before. Um, something else that I had been praying for was for God to lead and guide and direct my path. Um, I've tried for many years to do it on my own, thinking that because I prayed, it was okay. But not letting him open those doors. And we left uh, here that Sunday evening after the leadership uh, meeting, and I was overwhelmed with, with excitement about what I could do for this church, how I could plant myself and become more involved. And then the devil started to play on my mind and said, well, Alicia, you've got, you know, four kids. You know, you know you've just moved to Baton Rouge. You take 18 hours at college. You know, it's, how are you going to find time? So I, that night when I, I lay down, I began to pray that if this was his will, that he would open up the door. And um, Tuesday morning when school was supposed to start, I got an email from my department head saying, oops, I forgot to enroll you in nine hours of classes. Wow. But I knew immediately that it was God. He had freed up about 30 hours of my week for something that he intended for me. That school would work itself out, but this is where he wanted me. And uh, I'm not trying to steal Josh's testimony, but helping the youth had been a prayer for him. So for me to approach him and say, I'm willing and I'm ready and God's blessing is upon it was something that was great for both of us. But the absolute amazing thing that has happened to me was um, I'm try- I, I do not want to steal my brother's testimony in any way, and I truly believe that he will have a testimony one day. My brother was born with three major birth defects and went through 42 operations, and he struggled to survive for many years. And four years ago, went through a knee replacement surgery and became addicted to prescription drugs. My brother lost two homes. He lost everything. He lost me and my kids. My brother and I had not spoken many, many months. Um, and we were raised closer than sisters and brothers should have been. We had a, a special relationship. But I laid him at the foot of the cross for this fast. And I realized I cannot change him. I cannot open his eyes to what he is doing. And I prayed, and I fasted, and I prayed, and I fasted. And Friday evening, before the healing service, I got a phone call that said, we'll be there Saturday night, and we're coming to church with you on Sunday from Jackson, Mississippi. Not only did they come to church, my brother accepted Christ back into his heart. Um, He was going to bars. He was playing pool. He was... Dabbling in things that he shouldn't have been dabbling in. And he hasn't left the house since he's gotten back to Jackson. He's prayed, and he's, he's working on it. So God has moved in a way that only he was able to do. Hi. I have to say that this is actually the first time that I've actually been anxious or excited for the fast. Looking forward, should I say, to the fast. But um, a few months before the fast, um, I was fine, you know. I was coming to church. I was happy. Uh, you know, everything was great. But that, that situation happened, and 
I realized that I really wasn't fine, that um, it took a tragedy like that for me to realize that there was a lot of things that I still haven't dealt with in my life. And during this fast, God really, like, he put me through somewhat of a process or whatever to just give it all to him and just let go. So, so. Good evening. <laughs> okay. Let me get my mind about me here. Long time ago, up until a few years ago, y'all probably don't, you didn't know me then, um, I've always been very, very shy, so standing up here is like a little bit. So shy I wouldn't hardly talk to anyone. God's really helped me with that. The last few months have been absolutely wonderful. I would suggest uh, if you don't go to Celebrate Recovery that you consider it. We all, each and every one of us, have things in our past that we've either have done to us or we've done to one another that have hurt each other or hurt things that have hurt us so deeply. And they say time heals all wounds, but it doesn't. These things need to be addressed, confronted, and worked through to be able to be free, truly free indeed, the way that God wants you to be free. That said, he's brought me a long way, and there's a long way to go still. And I really love Celebrate Recovery, and I know if you tried it, you would. And you would get something great out of it. That said, back up a little bit just before Christmas. I know many of y'all know and have prayed for me. Uh, I received a medical report, a lab report, that was questionable. And uh, they said that... um, between, you know, one and a four, four being cancer, they couldn't rule out a four. So that was very scary. I went home, and I'm glad God's a big God and he can take it. He wants us to be real with him. He wants us to talk to him. Just like, you know, if we're angry with him, tell him. He's a big God. He can take it. It's just like we're his children. You, you, you understand when your child says, I'm mad at you. And you, you can take it, you know, and he gets over it, and he, he knows what to say and what to do to heal you. So I went home, and God and I had a long talk, and I was angry. And I told him I was angry, and I had my cry. And just like a daddy, he let me crawl up in his lap, and he put his arms around me, and he comforted me. And then my husband had to come home from, from work, and we sat down, and I had to tell him what the doctor said, and that was hard. And then again, he let me have a big cry, and he held me, and he was the most wonderful person that could have held me and told me things were going to be okay. So being so shy all my life, I've come a long way through Celebrate Recovery and other means, mostly God, and allowing myself to share things. I was very private. So just allowing myself to share with a lot of you here and then again get the hugs and the encouragement and the blessings that that has in my soul and, you know, in my spirit. It was just wonderful. So mainly during the fast there were several things I was fasting for, that being one of them was a good report. So I had uh, some outpatient surgery last week, uh, 
And, um, of course, they can't tell you anything. They biopsy and all that stuff. So they said one more week. So this Thursday I was supposed to get some results. Well, they called me yesterday and said, great news. They said that there was a precancerous area, and they got it all, and no cancer. Thank you, God. So please rejoice with me in that. So let me tell you that has just been so much. It's meant so much to have you all around me, holding me, uplifting me, encouraging me, and praying for me and Fred. And uh, I love you all. God bless y'all. And I am saying thank you, God. He is, he is everything. Amen. Oh, well, I'm just like her. I'm not much for words. Always been kind of a solitary person. Do things, uh, you know, I'll get it done. But I come along and uh, realize that uh, God has always taken care of me. I've been places, done things I don't even deserve to be alive. And uh, things with my body are not real well. But I know that uh, I'm just like in the scripture. It is all well. God takes care of me. And one of these days, We're going to see that rapture, and we're going to be with him. And I praise God for that. And thank you for people that show love and give love. Thank you. Stretch your hands forward. We're going to pray for Bill right now. And we're going to pray that God would just touch him. He suffers a lot with kidney problems and physical problems in his body. He's been diagnosed as legally blind. How many knows that God can take care of everything? Come on, God can take... In the name of Jesus right now, we pray for Bill. God, I don't believe it's by chance that he called up tonight to be here. And God, I pray, God, that the reason he is here tonight is because, God, you are supernaturally going to touch this man from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. God, that nothing is impossible to you. God, that you can give him new sight to these eyes. God, you can redo and recreate, remake these kidneys and just everything. God, every physical problem that he has, God, is nothing to you because you made it all in the first place. And it's nothing for you to remake it and do it again. And God, we pray, God, tonight from this time forward, this man would be a different man. He would have a new testimony and he wouldn't only give thanks for that he's still alive and he's still here, but he would be able to give thanks and say, I'm alive and well. Because God, you have taken care of it and you're going to heal him, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. How many believes that tonight? Come on, fantastic. Come on, who's next? Come on, there's got to be more testimonies in the house than this. Come on, Jen. Come on, keep it coming afterwards. God's done something. I think it's 21 days that has changed so many lives in here. So many lives. And I really believe it's so important, come on, that we give the glory and say thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Hey. <laughs> I'm alive, you guys. I mean, <laughs> I, don't know if, um, I don't know if everybody here you know, know what happened last year, but I mean... <laughs> 
if you do know the story, I mean, it's it's only you know it's it's only God that you know that that brought me through that because. I could be dead right now if it not been for, you know, his 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 hand, you know. I've been blessed with a like, after that I've been blessed with, you know, an awesome job that I love. You know. God is just like really coming through for for us, you know. <laughs> what else? Um I've been this this church that just like pretty much just like adopted me and my sisters, you know. <laughs> So much stuff that we just like do not deserve. <laughs> anyway, but um, most most everybody here knows our story, so you know I don't have to really say much, you know, to know to for y'all to know how much you know God has really blessed us, you know, and came through, you know, whenever there's no way at all. So. No, I can't talk that good, so That's okay. You have to repeat what I say again. Okay, I'll try. Okay, I'm blessed to be here tonight. Yes. I will and I thank God for being here tonight. I thought the day was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And you ain't back there and told me, to, you going to check? I said, today is Tuesday. You know, today Wednesday. And so I got into my mother's phone, so I wouldn't miss the bus. So I can't remember. I just thank God for the high East Church. Yes. And I gave him I for, for the the um fast I gave him meat. Oh but that was a tough thing. <laughs> but God taught me through him. Yes. I told my whole family, I am fat no meat. They thought I was sick, but no meat. They could be, I won't eat no chicken. I said, that's why I'm not going to eat no meat. <laughs> Amen. I thank God for them, too, my whole family. Because I didn't lose the fact I got sick that to go to the hospital. It was my stomach. So that didn't mean that I had to start eating meat. I said, no, the doctor came in there. It, it had about 50 people in there. The said, she is not dead, she just sick. They <laughs> 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 just don't know my family. If I get sick, I'll be a bit full. And what wasn't no real wrong with my, just my stomach. It got better, it's been better since then. I had no problems since then. Amen. And I thank God. Yes. I hope y'all come to me. Something I can't say too good. That's fine. We're doing great. Wonderful. My, I taught my family to come last Sunday because I was waiting for my miracle. I didn't want them to visit. I said, all y'all come to church with me. Yes. And I meant to get all them over here. Yes. I thank God, too, for them. Even the young people, they don't understand. The young people, they don't stand. Well, they say, y'all need to thank God for everything that you do, y'all, because he ain't that do it for you. Yes. They say, I preach too much. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tell me I preach too much. Hey, keep it. Keep it. Your witness, absolutely. hmm I just think how she is. Yes. I told my brother wanted to come here and tell y'all how much I love y'all and thank y'all for all y'all do for me. And then... He can't be busy being a meeting. 
Robin the Happy gave the happy room and pray he sent me a song. It was a beautiful song. It made me feel so really not happy. Then peace in the world was gone. <laughs> yes. So they told my mom, I'm my brother, she said, she don't come up her eyes. Oh, my mom said, hi, my dear. <laughs> I want, I said, I'm the thumb problem. That's a, now we got one in me. I'm dying a good time now. I'm dying on this for my chick, fried chicken. I love fried chicken. <laughs> it's worth the wait. Huh? Yeah, but it's worth it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, God took that weight. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Thank y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Agnes. <laughs> and I'll throw a few chips in here. Um, uh, I put it on the wall, uh, the uh, just amazing lunch after church. Two Sundays ago, those amazing lunch past Sunday with Alicia's entire family here, um, but just a uh, just an honest stranger, just saying hello and reaching his pocket and he said, "Have a nice day." Oh, he said, "Have a have a blessed day." I think is what he said, and uh, threw a hundred dollar bill on the table as he's leaving. So, paid for lunch for lots of us, <laughs> and. Uh, and, and that's just a, a financial thing, which is something that we always pray for and for God could come through and because uh, he certainly can. Um, there's been things with Alicia and myself as far as our families and just seeing miracles happen left and right. Um, I've, of course, started a new job first of the year and every single day I am so blessed to have the opportunity to witness to somebody. Because there's so many new people I'm meeting at the office or, or or just people in the different counties and cities that I go to. So it's wonderful to be able to do that. And um, I know it's a byproduct, but uh, I'm going to be backing up into a, a smaller wardrobe here pretty soon. <laughs> Some 20, 25 pounds. Uh, only God knows what happened to it. So thank you. All is well, right? Come on. Once we were lost, but now we're found. As long as you stay found, all will be well. My mother, who's 83 years old, she'll be 84 in a couple of months, she fell um, recently and knocked three of her front teeth out and broke her knee. Now, this is a little old lady that's had osteoporosis for 30 years. So you know what that means, brittle bones and all that? Well, it's a miracle that she did not hurt herself any more than she did, she fell, she fell, and she hit a wooden chair, clipped it with her front teeth, and did not break a jaw, did not hit her head, just merely knocked three front teeth out, which is bad enough, but it could have been a lot worse. And not she didn't break her hip, which when I got the phone call, that was my first concern. Nope, she landed on her knee, and she broke her kneecap. And what is really awesome about this, besides the minimal damage that she had, considering what could have happened, is that she is healed about twice as fast. The, the orthopedic surgeon is truly is just amazed at how fast she has healed. And she only had to have a brace on her leg for uh, six weeks, and she got it off already. So she's, she's, she's exceeded all expectations of both the uh, dentist and oral surgeon and the uh, orthopedic surgeon on how, how thoroughly she's healed and how quickly. So all of that is, is just God's handiwork, his, the great physician in the sky.
But Sunday we prayed for my cousin who had surgery today. He had, uh, when he was 14, he had uh, Hodgkin's disease and got treated for that. Then later on, when he was about 21, he had another attack of a different kind of cancer, got treated for that and made it through. And then a few months ago, he started feeling something strange in his jaw. And they checked and checked and never found anything. And he went up to the Mayo Clinic, Minnesota, last week, and they discovered a tumor in his jaw. And they went ahead and tested him and set him up, and he was in surgery all day today. They removed part of his jawbone, took part of a leg bone, and spliced it in with teeth and everything. So he's got a completely reconstructed jaw. I just got a phone call from my cousin, his brother, and said he got out of surgery at 7 tonight. He's been in there all day. But that he's doing good. They expect him to recover, and he'll get maybe a little bit more radiation But he had a very positive attitude when he called this week and was asking for prayer. And I said, well, it's just, you know, how you called, it's we're having a prayer service for healing this Sunday. And I said, we're definitely going to pray for Greg. And uh, just everything looks good. So, I don't know how many of you have experienced uh, people in your family that... uh, in my case, a grandson that was raised like a son of mine uh, that went through everything you can possibly go through in the drug world from uh, being in one of the worst prisons in Arkansas uh, at 17 and staying there until he was totally devoid of any pride and any self-worth. But... um, that's just who he was. Uh, he's been through quite many, quite a lot of transitions, like most people that struggle with addictions. But uh, our family had never given up on him, and uh, like I say, he was always been a, like a son to me. Um, and he seemed to be getting a grip on things. He came here several times. Pastor P met him. Uh, Dan uh, met him. And he came to celebrate recovery one time and and just had a good time and met some great people. But about two months ago, I told Pastor P, I said, well, he disappeared again. And it's strange because one of the things that happened when this fast came on was I put on the board that besides the fast uh, that I was going to do, the things that I wanted to change in my life had been made aware to me uh, on Friday nights at Celebrate Recovery that um, I spoke too many negative things into situations uh, because it was easier to do that than accept reality. And uh, so two months ago, uh, my grandson just disappeared and didn't contact the family, and we were all hurt because he had been staying with his mother for the first time in a long time. And uh, so uh, I had a lot of help in thinking the worst. And... uh, so I did, and came here Sunday and uh, kind of floated around the room. This was an amazing place on Sunday. Uh, i tell you what, uh, I don't know how many places God can be at once, but I think he was in every chair, and uh, they say he can do that, so I believe it. Uh, but uh, uh, I got home about um, 1 o'clock, and uh, my girls always come over and visit with their mother. 
uh, uh, on Sunday afternoon, and we usually have some kind of a, a brunch, you know, that, that's lunch that you forgot to have. <laughs> and uh, so uh, my daughter drives up, and uh, this big 250-pound load come rolling out of the car, and my grandson had come home. And uh, the truth was, he was down on Greenwell Springs living with a friend, had a full-time job with him. Uh, I don't know, you know how you can't get work after you've been in prison and all the things that you have to go through. Uh, you just about have to have somebody that knows you put you to work. But he was working. He's clean. He's been clean now for six months. And... Uh, he looked good. He's got a lot of physical problems that uh, have come about because of all of the things he's been through. But um, if God can take him through what he's been through already, these physical things are going to be just something that uh, we celebrate one at a time. But uh, it's, um, it's a lesson that I think we all need to learn, uh, that God is able and he's not able one time. He's not able every once in a while. He's every time on the job. Amen. And he's working at things that we have no idea that he's working on. That's good. That's and good. it's good to realize that. And uh, tell you the truth, uh, it gave me a new uh, feeling for the word freedom. Uh, you know, there's a lot of meanings in it. But that, that freedom that I got Sunday afternoon... Uh, Started at the toes and went to my bald head. <laughs> Praise God. Fantastic. Anyone else? Anyone else got tonight? Come on, Miss Builder. A lot of incredible things that God did and God's still doing. He that began a good work is going to be faithful to complete it. And we really believe that. There's a song that keeps ringing in my spirit. I give myself away so you can use me. Last night when I got to work, we had this little resident. She has Alzheimer's. I guess she's about 80, 84. I think her daughter had brought her from West Virginia, and she thought she was still in West Virginia. And she was walking around the nursing home, and her eyes was all puffy and Every time they put her in the bed, she would get out, and she was disturbing some of the other residents. And, and so I asked the nurse, I said, do y'all have anything to give her? They said, no, we don't have nothing to give her. I said, well, let me see what I could do. I know I have a special gift. <laughs> so I, took, I put my arms around her, and I took her to her room, and she kept saying, oh, I have lost my mind. I have lost. So I put my arms around. I say, no, you haven't. She say, I'm in West. I say, no, you're not in West Virginia. You're in uh, Louisiana. No, I'm not. I'm in West Virginia. So I took her to her room. She had a big old overcoat on. I, I put her. She say, where's my purse? Her purse was right on the bed. I had to tell her about 10 times that she's not in West Virginia. You're in, bat- you're in Louisiana. And, and, and I put my arms around. And she say, would you pray with me? And I did. I prayed awesome. with her. And I had her to recite the prayers. And I told her that angels was going to be watching over her. And I was one of the angels. All of the workers was one of the angels. Do you know that lady got in her bed and she went to sleep? I sat with her for about 15 minutes and she went to sleep and slept all night. (laughs) Every 15 minutes I would peep in on her. She was asleep and she had a little purse with her. You know, God is awesome. And then God told me to do outreach. 
I work in the nursing homes, and I worked in quite a few nursing homes, and there's a lot of not just residents, but uh, people that I work with, they're not in church. So uh, I want to ask the pastor, as I talk to the administrators, that I want to bring some flyers and put out. Come on, cool. Yes, cool. yes, yes. And especially this, the last nursing home that I was at, Old Jefferson, I had showed them some of the flyers and uh, the administrate uh, the uh, activity director there wanted to know if y'all, if y- your church, our church could come there on Tuesdays. I say, let me ask the pastor. Well, anyway, the Lord said outreach. So I'm going to be picking up flyers and putting out at the nursing homes that I worked at. Because there's a lot of people, res- resident and people, that co-workers that, that are not in church. Yes, and that's, that's some of the things that God is using me to do, awesome. outreach. Awesome, fantastic. <laughs> incredible, incredible ministry for people in nursing homes and stuff, just to be able to love them and just to be able to pray for them and just make their last moments here on this earth just the greatest moments perhaps of their life. And, and driven by eternity is how we all got to live and realizing that we can affect someone else's eternity and that's what God has called us to do. Anyone else got anything? And, just going to close tonight. It's just so great, isn't it, just to hear these testimonies? How many have been encouraged just to hear the testimonies tonight? And, and we've just heard, I believe, the smallest fraction of what God did do, God is still doing, and God's going to continue to do. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp.hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.